Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to the Statman Day Football Podcast. This is episode 57. On today's show, we're going to talk the news. Then we're going to dive into the transfers that you may have missed over the weekend. And finally finish off with a Champions League preview of Juve versus, of course, the mighty Monaco. Anyway, first up, let's do the news. So something that went under the radar yesterday was this from Patrick Sevra. Seriously, guys, I don't understand how people can still hate Monday. You can't. On the Patrick Sevra Instagram, you can't hate Monday. I got such a and a cloudy day. Sing with me, sing with me. When it's cold outside, I've got my tomato. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that to you to cheer up your day or evening or even the middle of the, you know, wherever you are right there. Patrice Ever again, dropping some absolute tunes on his Instagram account, a cracking account to follow. Anyway, on to the news. Kevin Strootman has received a two-game ba- two ban in Syria for simulation against Lazio, meaning he'll be suspended for the Milan game and, of course, the Juve game, which is uh, bad news for Roma, who are still battling uh, to grab that second position in Syria from the jewels of Napoli. But in other news, in Syria, Montari has been suspended for a game after walking off the pitch after being racially abused. So that's Syria doing it very well and suspending someone for simulation, diving, and then... Suspending another player that's walking off the pitch for racial abuse, which is disgusting from the Italian uh, Football Association. Absolutely ridiculous. No sanction for Cagliari either, whose fans racially abused Montari. Just what is going on in the world? FIFA disbanding their anti-racism um, commission, maybe what, in 2013. Absolutely disgraceful scenes over there. Something that needs to be definitely addressed in European football. And Montari did very, very well at the weekend, but now unfortunately has been suspended. What an absolute joke. 
In transfer news, Marco Verratti has been spotted in Monaco with his agent, sparking rumours that he is going to move to the mighty Juve in the summer. Imagine that Juve midfield. They probably have to play four central midfielders, Marquisio, Verratti, Pjanic and of course Sami Khedira. Maybe a diamond. That could be quite tasty. Anyway, moving on, Newcastle captain uh, Lascelles revealed that he'd been playing with a hernia for the past four months and now has undergone surgery, which is absolutely incredible commitment and fight from uh, you know the, your captain, you want to you want to see that. And, you know something that we've sort of seen in the past few weeks is Manchester United's defenders either not being fit or just dropping down with injury. You know the likes of Chris Smalling, um, Phil Jones, uh, sure the list goes on and on and on. You flip that to the United team that was last dominant in European football. You're looking at uh, players like Nemanja Vidić, uh, Patrice Evra. I think in fi- that fi- the five years between 2007 to 2011-12 season between them they missed. A mere 15 games. Chris Small in this season, he's missed 22. We'll leave you on that. In tra- other transfer news, which we won't talk about in the transfer section, West Ham have bid 30 million uh, euros for Dries Mertens. But that's from one part. Another part is saying Dries Mertens is reportedly on the verge of extending his Napoli contract after a fantastic season with a Naples club. Moving on to Manchester United uh, news. Mourinho has banned uh, players using social media around the uh, training ground and on match day. Zlatan Ibrahimovic has undergone successful knee surgery um, and it's apparently a not career-ending injury from his agent. Obviously, he want to sign a new deal with United or move on to the MLS, so I've got, you've got to say that. And of course, Luke Shaw has been ruled out for the rest of the season. But, but the last little bit of news we want to touch on, five years ago today, Fiorentina's uh, Jajic sarcastically clapped at his manager, then uh, De La Rossi, after being substituted. What happened next was pretty crazy. Jajic went behind his manager, gave him a little clap, and uh, Rossi absolutely snapped. Jumped off the dugout and started laying punches into poor old Jajic's head, but uh, probably deserved it. A player that did have some time at Manchester United when he was a youth player, but apparently his attitude wasn't good enough. And of course, De Rossi telling him that his attitude is not good enough with a punch to the face. De Rossi, in fact, was uh, sacked after that incident, but it was the only one that's reappeared in the world. Anyway, let's get on to the interesting part of today's podcast, and that is the transfer gossip that's been flying around over the weekend. First up, let's start with Manchester United, because again, there's a lot of rumours going around. Obviously, United struggling to get into the top four in the Premier League, with the Europa League being their only chance to make Champions League for me. Uh, it's it's a bit of a weird season. It's a season where there's been a lot of uh, frustration. Um, you know, being at the Swansea game, you know, I spoke of yesterday about how they, they, they lack to break Swansea down, the, the sideways passing, the backward passing that was absolutely atrocious. So expect rumours galore in the summer. The first big one that came out from uh, Don Ballon um, on Sunday was that Real Madrid have agreed to sell James Rodriguez to United in exchange for David De Gea. So let's break that down first. Of course, David De Gea leaving Manchester United kind of appears to be that. Um, it just seems like it's going to happen this summer. Um, obviously, United kept him under Louis van Gaal um, from not you know, not using the fax regime or whatever it was, not sending them a password on a document. But David De Gea has been a great servant for Manchester United. But again, as I mentioned before, goalkeepers can be replaced. It would be a big miss. Um, you know, go back to the Louis van Gaal era. It was very, very good goalkeeper. But again, he looks like he wants to leave. And for me, a player that doesn't want to play for Manchester United, May as well be moved on, um, you know, get the correct fee and get someone in that wants to play for United, like Ander Herrera, who potentially should be United's next captain. A little debate on full-time Devils today about that, and, um, you know, it was quite an interesting one. 
But at the end of the day, I think it's a, it's agreed out of the current squad. Ander Herrera would be the perfect guy. But what I quite like is United to sign a sort of dominant centre half to be the captain, and then Ander Herrera to take a little bit of a backward step, uh, maybe be the assistant captain and sort of you know be the guy that's barking around his, his leader's orders around the pitch. Of course, Mourinho likes to have centre backs or goalkeepers as captains. You think you know Ramos or um, Ike Casillas at Real Madrid. You know, likes Zanetti or, or Lucio, Walter Samuel at Inter Milan, or even Julio Cesar. So. It could be a real good one for United to pick up one of these big dogs. You know, if United even got, got someone like Diego Cudin or they grab someone like Benucci, would be absolutely fantastic. But probably not going to happen out of Villarreal. Could be a good option, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But in terms of Hamid Rodriguez, who'd be coming the other way, fantastic stats this season in uh, La Liga when he's played. He sort of plays for this uh, Madrid B team that I've always mentioned about, usually in central midfield, partnering Isco. His movement's been fantastic. His um, you know ability to create chances and stuff and per minute has been pretty incredible in terms of La Liga he's got the best record for any midfielder in terms of minutes per uh, goal or assist but in terms of like the, the total impact on the game it's not quite there he's like again one of those players like an impact player you hit him the ball he will do something but he will drift in and out of game so it is all about the deep line playmaker probably Paul Pogba to get Hamas Rodriguez the ball at the right time moving into other news the Sunday Times reporting that Atletico are planning to uh, offer Griezmann a new deal with earnings apparently as high as 12 million euros a year that's about 10.1 million with his release calls apparently going to be above the 100 million euro figure that it is at the moment so Man United probably need to move again we spoke a lot about Atletico yesterday and his work rate his determination obviously he's got everything else he ha- he's a complete player Anton Griezmann in an attacking and a defensive sense would be a better option than Hamas Rodriguez but Hamas Rodriguez wouldn't be a bad option as well um, again Hamas Rodriguez a little bit slightly more explosive I'd say, than Anton Griezmann. Um, Anton Griezmann more on his guile, his movement and his intelligence and also his finishing. Hamas uh, Rodriguez is more of a type of guy you can ping the ball to, will smash it in from 30 yards, will, um, you know, pull wide and whip a ball in perfect onto the striker's headers. So they're different, very, very different players, but I'd prefer Griezmann because he is all round a better, you know, total footballer in a way with all of his skills. Uh, so yeah, Griezmann over Hamas Rodriguez for me, both my players being linked heavily with Manchester United in the in recent weeks and especially this weekend. Moving on to the Manchester United news and Barcelona defender Hordy Elba. Um, has expressed, expressed his frustration at lack of playing time this season. You know, he's pretty kind of fallen out with Luis Enrique, um, with Enrique switching to a sort of 3-5-2, going with him TT over um, Jordi Alba at the centre-back. And obviously the wing-back was Neymar um, before his suspension. It will be Neymar again. So it's an interesting one. Jordi Alba, fantastic for Barca for a number of seasons. And it just seems like he's fallen out. Maybe this um, is reported by the Metro, so probably is a load of rubbish. But at Manchester United, again, would massively upgrade that area. I think United need experience in the summer. They need experience and they need quality. I think it's something that Mourinho usually does at his clubs. He usually signs players around 28, 29, 30 that are, that are ready to go. Because United do lack that. They like that, that cutthroat um, you know, finished article in, in some positions in their team, especially at left fullback. We've seen Damian be there, Daley Blinden be there. And of course, Luke Sure. Jordi Alba was the best left fullback uh, in world football a few seasons ago and can get to that same level again um, and would be a perfect signing for Manchester United, especially considering how um, narrow whoever plays on the left-hand side plays, if it is Mkhitaryan, if it is Jesh Lingard, if it is Anthony Martial, all looking to come inside. So that width created by that fullback is crucial and we've not seen that from Luke Shaw, we've not seen that from Daley Blind. Again, I mentioned before, it is slightly a tactical issue with Mourinho liking to have the the three, the three defenders and one attack. You know, you know, sort of this lopsided attitude, and it is the left back that holds the position a little bit more. Again, it might be down to Mourinho evolving this side. I've, I made a video on a three-four-three for Manchester United that could fit perfectly and allow both wing backs to push forward. But it looks like Mourinho is very much sticking to a 
the four two three one or the four three three. Apart from when he really has to negate the the opposition's tactics, you know, go back to the Chelsea game, the three five two he played there with that under as the marker was just to negate his opponent. wasn't a tactical thing that he was looking to do and uh, to progress on this side. Another news: Sky Sports reporting that Manchester United are, are favourites to um, sign Casper Schmeichel. Could be an interesting one. Again, they just listening to the Satman Day Football Podcast. I think we touched on that on Friday's episode, and it seemed like the news came out on on Sunday. Maybe they were just you know the avid listeners. But again, yeah, it could be a real good signing. I think it, it suits Man United. It suits how United play. Again, it's a shot stopper. The quality of um, David Ayer it's not really near there, but he's still a very very good goalkeeper. And when asked, uh, when called upon in certain areas, has shown this season and last season that he he can make the saves in the big moments and and, and can organise and. Um, you know, not not nowhere near as good as his father was, but he is a very very decent player and could improve at United at 30 years old. He's a ready replacement for David De Gea. David De Gea again, he's matured at Manchester United. Came as a very scared young player, couldn't deal with Blackburn Rovers and Phil Jones. Um, not Phil Jones, sorry, uh, what was he called Grant Hanley? <laughs> I remember a game went to New Year's Eve. Um, it was an early game. I think it was at like eleven or thirty. So we were down the pub. This was back in the day when I was when I lived in Manchester. We were down the pub at like ten. About five Jager bombs by about half eleven. I was absolutely destroyed. Uh, and he went to this game. David Ayer just had a stinker. Uh, Bur- uh, Blackburn one three two, and it was just on. And they scored twice from the corners, whipped in just to David Ayer, and he just didn't deal with it. The uh, big Blackburn centre backs bullied him. And again, it took time for David Ayer to get where he was. And it's credit to Manchester United and the work they put into David Ayer. Kasper Schmeichel was completely different and would be instantly ready to go. And it could be a good option. Uh, other goalkeepers on the market, but could be a very good option in Sky Sports. Seem to know what those guys are doing. Moving on to other Sky Sports news, this time Sky Sports Italia, and we're talking Chelsea now. Let's switch it up to Chelsea, who are reported to be have, have beaten um, Turin, the signing of Torino striker Andre Belotti. 84. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Four million euros release clause. 
Um, but he wants to play in the Champions League, which again is what Chelsea are definitely going to offer considering they're going to win the Premier League. Belotti would fit perfectly into the Chelsea system, made a video on, on the front three. Uh, YouTube channel, if you want to go and check that out, how he would replace Diego Costa. The big thing with Belotti is he puts in a pretty decent defensive work. He averages about three tackles a game for a striker. is very, very good. Mihailovic um, has his Torino team playing, um, you know, slightly pressing in certain situations and uh, Belotti's a good guy there, so it could fit in. Obviously, the Italian connection with... Conte makes massive sense. And the big thing with if Costa does move back to Atletico or to China is goals. Belotti, 25 goals in Serie A this season. More crucially, the really interesting part is the 10-headed goals. Very, very good with his head. If, um, you know... Chelsea again want to transition to a 3-5-2 and look to get their wing-backs high and crossing into the box. You've got a perfect guy in there if they want to slightly evolve their side. With the other thing as well, um, being reported by the Sunday Times that uh, it believes that Conte believes that it'd be impossible for Eden Hazard to, to be kept at the bridge if Real Madrid make an offer. So this is the next evolution of this Chelsea team. Again, if you win the league, don't stop. You've got to evolve. You've got to bring the next thing. And the next big thing could be bringing Belotti in, could be switching to a 3-5-2, and potentially as well, like the Mail said on Sunday, bringing in Bakayoko into that midfield. That would have such bite, that midfield. A midfield of, um, you know, having Cesc Fabregas and then Bakayoko and Kante ahead of him would open up that, you know, that space for Fabregas to sit a little bit deeper. Because Fabregas is a wonderful player. You saw his, um, his involvement uh, for the, the third goal at the weekend against Everton. The amount of times he was looking over and checking his shoulder, it was absolutely incredible. And he has that awareness. And he really could be a deep-line playmaker and really could be the Pirlo. said it before and I'll say it again. Bakayoko Kante could be great shuttlers for um, Conte. You know, you're getting those wing-backs he's already got there. You know, Victor Moses and, and um, Alonso. Fabregas in front, Bellotti up front. Um, maybe throwing in Pedro or Willian off him. Could be a real good way for Conte to move this side on. Chelsea looking very, very good and look like, of course, they're going to win the Premier League title. Moving on to their title challenges, Tottenham are obviously winning the North London derby at the weekend. Um, great move for them going forward. Pochettino uh, is dealing with his biggest problem I reckon he's had in, you know, so far in his whole managerial career. And that is dealing with big, big players at a big, big club wanting to leave. There was a report of a bust-up with Kyle Walker before the North London derby. And in fact, he was dropped with Kieran Trippier coming in. Kieran Trippier had a pretty decent game um, for Tottenham Hotspur. But uh, after that bust-up, it appears that he's, he's ready to go with the, um, you know, a lot of papers reporting that Manchester City are to be the likely destination. Given the fact that the Guardiola needs full-backs, needs full-backs massively, having Kyle Walker as a right wing-back or right full-back um, would really help um, City in the final third, but also in the defensive transitions. I think that Kyle Walker has got his pace for abundance and it's really good for recovery. That's something that City have struggled to do is their recovery from their attacking phase to their defensive phase. And with someone like Kyle Walker in there who can really fly, that can get the formation back into its shape and then they, City can defend again. So it could be a real good move for, for City. Obviously a bad move for Tottenham, a player that's um, got the most assists from right fullback this season in the Premier League. Gives him a lot on that right-hand side, really evolving his game. And looks at some points like he's actually a winger, an old-school winger. You know, he has the feet, he has the chop, he has the ability to hit the byline now and pull the ball back. He's got it all for a modern fullback. So if City, City sign him, that will be a cracking deal. Still on £55,000 per week. And of course, we hear crazy money. The likes of Pogba, um, Sanchez want, Ozil want. So, you know, doubling his wages would be simple at Manchester City. But it would be quite sad for, for Tottenham. It could be the first big uh, key part of their squad moving on. Another key part is Toby Alderweireld, who apparently has twice rejected a new contract. The Times reporting that over the weekend. Um, and once a uh, you know, release clause inserted in that new deal... Basically, I think he's got a release clause that activates in 2019. 
or 18 that is 25 million quid, you can uh, you know talk to Tony Arvilla and he will move to your club. So I think he wants to assert something in there, whether it's more money. David, David Levy obviously wants to keep the guy uh, for Pochettino. You know, he's been fantastic, brilliant at Southampton. Uh, before that, Atletico Madrid was a very, very good defender there. That was He was part of the squad that got to the Champions League final, the first final that Simeone got to. Played either right back or centre back. Brilliant defender and would, again, instantly upgrade Manchester United's defence. United should be looking at players like Toby Alvillard, who can defend but also can play out the back um, in terms of long balls. He's one of the best in the Premier League this season, but also moving to the Premier League rated so highly in that category and that's something that would upgrade United is a ball playing centre-back that is physically strong that can play next to Eric Bay and give United that platform to get them up the pitch you know with ball playing centre-backs it creates another problem for the opposition because they can no longer sit off the centre-backs they potentially have to go and press them opening up space and passing angles to find the central midfielder so Mourinho if out of Villarreal is free or um, not free has a release clause got to go for him and in final uh, Tottenham Hotspur news uh, Wilfred Zaha Apparently close to a move to Tottenham. The only thing that um, is stopping the move going through is the issue of the African Cup of Nations. Uh, that happens every other season and uh, you'll miss six weeks of the season. So Zaha, who has uh, decided to play for Ivory Coast over England, which is a you know fair thing. I think that's a better option than playing for England at the moment. Um, will be missing those six games. So it could be a big thing for Pochettino's decision-making whether he wants to bring in. Again, I mentioned it before. The only thing that I feel with this Pochettino side is the first 11 is so strong with Son now, Eriksen and Deli Alley. Is Zaha going to be able to get that game time that needs to continually improve himself? At the moment, he's he's taken steps to go the right way from being a United winger that can't make you know that fails to make a simple decision after building, beating his fullback. Similar thing happening with Palace last season. Seems like he's slowed himself down a little bit in the final third. I still don't think he's Tottenham Tottenham Hotspur quality. It will be a lot of coaching that Pochettino will have to do to get him to set that right level. But of course, Pochettino's done it before with a number of players. So. Could be the perfect guy. Would have impact off the bench. Um, you know, he's quick, got skills. But I just don't, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure about Wilfred Zaha moving to Tottenham. Moving on to Barcelona news. They've been linked with a host of players this weekend. Coutinho, Verratti, um, Theo Hernandez, and of course, Hector Bellerin. Theo Hernandez, a left fullback. Hector Bellerin, obviously a right fullback. Coutinho, either a forward or a midfielder. And Verratti, a central midfielder. I think the big thing for them is finding someone to... Be as you know, a consistent Annie Andres Iniesta. Annie Andres Iniesta looks like could be coming to the end of his career with the knee injury. Can't play every single week. Could play some games, but not every single week. So they massively need to get that midfield playmaker, Verratti, a guy that get really Isco's the guy. Isco's the guy they need to get. Isco's the guy that they need to bring from Real Madrid to Barcelona in controversial fashion. Right, it's time to talk about Monaco versus Juve in the Champions League. The best attack versus the best defense. The big question for. Uh, Juventus and Allegri is how to deal with Mbappe. Mbappe has been brilliant this season. His first big season in European football and has scored so many goals. The big strength of Mbappe is drifting to the channels, either the left or the right, picking up the ball and either looking to do, throw a cheeky, pulling wide to create a chance for a teammate. But it's those areas on the counter-attack where Mbappe is so, so deadly. But also off the ball, you know, him drawing um, the players away from the likes of Bernardo Silva, who in fact has um, completed the most dribbles of any player left in the Champions league knockout stages this season so it is that duality is his movement off the ball but his movement on the ball opening up space with his movement for Falcao to get into the penalty area and then the lights of the wing backs to cross all Omar to cross who plays more of a winger than a playmaker um, and then that's goal time for them how do they deal with that first up a bit of Gigi Buffon on Mbappe he was born in 1998 right I'd already taken part in the World Cup in 1998 before he was born this is the joy of life 
the great thing on lasting for a long time. I played with those born in the 50s and the 60s, then I'll end up playing with against those born after the year 2000, which is incredible, incredible career for Gigi Buffon. It would be a lovely you know, send-off for him to win the Champions League, a trophy that he's never, ever won. But in terms of Mbappe, how do you deal with him? Only Cristiano Ronaldo has been directly involved in more goals in the knockout stages than Mbappe. His knockout stages by numbers is a bit of a joke. 50% chance conversion, 16 dribbles, 11 shots, 5 goals. Of course, he's going to be the European golden boy this season. But I was just thinking about how you'd stop Mbappe. Mbappe's big strength is getting behind those fullbacks and creating a lot of problems there. The likes of Sandro, uh, Licksteiner, Dani Alves have, have attacked quite a lot this season. And are very important in the transition for Juve, but also when Juve gets that final third, especially on the left-hand side, Alexandro overlapping um, usually Mario Mandzukic. But on the right-hand side, Alves has supported Quadrado very, very well, especially in that Champions League with Dani Alves creating loads of chances this season. What potentially Allegri and Juve could do is play a back three. Makes a lot of sense. One, it would give um, Juve a 3v2 at the back. So that is Chiellini, Bonucci and Barzagli picking up Falcao and, of course, Mbappe. They need to be physical with these two players. Falcao's movement needs to be watched heavily uh, by Barzagli, Bonucci. It's those near post, post runs um, or Chiellini on the other side. And, of course, Mbappe just needs to be physically bullied. We saw how... Um, Vincent Kompany did quite a good job. Marcus Rashford in the Manchester derby just, you know, consistently got up behind him, you know, made him feel he was there, consistently got him behind, clipped his heels. And that's exactly what these guys need to do against Mbappe, you know, bully him out of the game. But also, uh, if you think about the 3-5-2, it would overload Monaco centrally. You're thinking Marquisio, Kadira, Pjanic up against Bakayoko and Fabinho. Again, where Monaco have struggled a little bit is when teams have counter-attacked and attacked Monaco through that middle. You think of the Manchester City game, the 5-3. The amount of times that they were overloaded centrally by KDB, Silva um, and Sterling, Aguero, um, Sane, whichever side wing it went down, whether it was Sterling side or Sane side, the rest of the players would get into that penalty area and it was difficult for Monaco to pick these players up so centrally. So it could be a really good option to play those three in midfield. We've seen how well Sami Kadira has um, got into the opposition's penalty area since joining events and scored a number of goals. Could be a really good thing there and Pjanic we know his quality in that final third uh, played a lot there for, for uh, Roma a little bit higher up the pitch so could be a good option playing that midfield triangle overloading them centrally and of course at wing back Alves and Sandro could be good to be used in a counter-attacking way you know Monaco do like to attack centrally and they do like to overload in the middle, but also the fullbacks on the overlap are quite crucial. So maybe going, um, you know, 2v1 on the wing might not be the best option for Juve with Sandro potentially going up against um, both uh, Bernardo Silva and Sadibi. That could be where Allegri does go back to that 4-4-2 or the 4-2-3-1. But I really think this 3-5-2 could work quite well against Monaco. Again, you're isolating um, Dybala and Gonzalo Higuain up against Glick and Jemison. That, again, is a bit of a mismatch there. But again, it's going to be about Silva. It's going to be about Lamar creating those chances for those two forwards to score goals. I'm going to go with 2-1 uh, to Monaco. I think they're not going to score their average three goals. It's going to be a good defensive performance for Juventus and they're going to take a crucial goal back to Turin. Potentially win this tie. Even though I want to see Monaco win, I'm going to be supporting Monaco. Juve, I think, are going to do it. I think tactically, uh, defensively, they've been absolutely awesome this season. Unfortunately, pragmatism does beat attacking intent, usually in European football. Anyway, guys, that's been that for episode 57 of the Statman Day Football Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed Patrice Ever at the start. I hope you enjoyed my chat on transfers and, of course, the Champions League. Make sure you go over to iTunes and review the podcast. It means the world to me and it'll make me happy. Okay? Over and out. See you later. Goodbye.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.